With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN. We're presented by DraftKings. Smack dab in the middle of the week. Hope you're having a nice one. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson at the D. Uh, I think they're dreaming of becoming cowboys as uh, Amal Shaw is going to. Break out the lasso in a little bit. Dustin has been talking about going to the rodeo and becoming a cowboy, which would be an interesting look with Dustin on the back of a horse as we get it going. Now, a couple of things. I, I know Amal has thoughts on Draymond Green, who became and is unhinged at this point. His third ejection last night where I don't know if it was a slip or excuse me, a slap or a punch on Nurkic, but he is right now out of control. We've got some numbers to apply as far as moving forward. If there isn't a suspension uh, for Draymond Green, I want to get to some prop lessons along the way. Dustin, we were talking a little bit about that yesterday as far as NBA betting. There has been a decision on Bill Belichick, it appears, as far as the New England Patriots and the head coach there. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Some surprising offensive players of the week in respective conferences, which we shall discuss. So we've got a Thursday night affair coming up tomorrow night. It's going to be Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer with nothing on the line as the Chargers are right down the road. I think there's going to be more people at the rodeo than at Chargers, uh, of course, Raiders there at Allegiant Stadium. So plenty to do on the show. I got a couple of surprises as well. We have a great lineup of guests. Evan Washburn, CBS Sports, is going to join us. Now, you were trying to figure out the games he had been covering, Dustin, I know one of the interviews I saw coming out of the weekend was him. He must have been on the Browns game because he was interviewing Joe Flacco. And Flacco was actually giving him something, which he never has in his career. So Flacco a little emotional as he is now the starter there for the Cleveland Browns. Mike Palm is going to join us. Of course, good to have Palm back. VP of Ops Circa, the D Golden Gate. Bobby Stanley, picks-wise, NBA, he's a prop better. Albert Wynn, handicapper. So a full slate today, boys, as we get you started. We say hi uh, to the dangerous duo. Omal Shaw, what's happening on this Wednesday, 13th of December? Not much. Whenever you and Dustin want to take a break today, let me know. I've got anywhere between two minutes to 20 minutes to rant on Draymond Green. Uh, you know, what we saw last night taking out Tyson Fury. I mean, Yusef Nurkic was pretty impressive with the right hook there. I mean, just... Was it a slap? Was it a punch? Oh, what are we calling that's it? That's called a punch. Now, listen, I don't know what the laws are in Maricopa County, but I think those could be charges filed against him based on that assault. If not, he should be lacing him up and getting ready with the gloves to go 12 rounds against Fury or anybody else that wants to fight him because taking down Nurkic like that, he's 7 feet tall, 290 pounds. I mean, you got to yell timber when he goes down. Yeah, it was interesting. Nurkic had a great quote after the game. He basically said, I, I don't know what's going on in that guy's life, but I hope he gets some help because that's really it's something that is happening off the court. He's obviously taking it to the court. 
and the uh, antics at this point have become uh, and there's nobody checking him on his own team and it's starting to get awkward so we'll get to and then apply it to the betting market as well Draymond Green is unhinged antics last night continue in Phoenix I've got a prop lesson from that game as well as we say hi to the big guy Dustin Sweetelson the cowboy where have all the cowboys gone well they're right there in a quarter zip well, I really just want to be a, a cowboy so I can get ridden to save a horse, right? Isn't that the song? Save a horse, ride a save cowboy? Save a horse. No, save a cowboy, ride a horse, ride a horse, save a cowboy, something like <laughs> Could that. Could you yes, imagine? Sir. Can you imagine the poor horse that I would be riding? I'd have to do double duty. Like, you know, you see some of those F-150 or F-350 trucks that have double wide tires on either side. I'd have to have two horses at a time to carry me. <laughs> well, I I wrote down a couple of things. There's nine NBA games today. And when you're looking to bet props, and Dustin, you know this because you're constantly waiting for that injury report yeah. to come out. And the NBA must do a better job of reporting injuries and being more precise and better timing-wise. Uh, that's an aside. But oftentimes, as far as a lesson for new bettors when betting props, individual player props, you're looking for mismatch or blowouts, and you're looking to avoid those. Like a predictive one would be tonight, boy. The 76ers at the Pistons. So the Pistons have lost 20 straight. The number with the 76ers at the Pistons is the 76ers lane 12. If you're nervous about lane 12 with the 76ers, remember, they just won by 45 v. Washington on Monday night. It's not an issue. The Pistons are a disaster. We'll get to the side in total coming up in just a little bit. But I said you're looking to avoid when prop betting these props that uh, lend themselves to predictive blowouts like the 76ers most likely going to blow out the Pistons because it really comes down to simple math opportunities to get points grab boards or dish assists somebody like an Embiid you look at the mismatch against the Pistons and you think okay I'm going to bet Embiid props this sounds rudimentary but you have to think it through and then you take a look and Embiid doesn't play the fourth quarter so that's one. You just It comes down to finding competitive games where you're actually going to get the simple math, which equals opportunities. Okay, another one. Now, this one is unforeseen. Did you guys see what happened, Amal? Did you see what happened with Jokic yesterday in Chicago? Yeah. Now, I've oh, read sorry, that ahead. outside of Serbia, per capita, the most Serbs in the country of in the United States are in Chicago. Yeah. So they were bitter last night because with about a minute 20 to play, Jokic was tossed from the game. And I, did you see anything Amal that led to the referee he was in his feelings, obviously, because he tossed him. I, I guess he said, call an effing foul, but players get away with that all the time. Yeah. And, and I tell you, it's very disappointing because they play in Chicago once a year. It's a it's in the Eastern Conference. And for the Joker to get thrown out, having played only 16 minutes last night, just egregious. You know, the one thing the NBA really kind of sells to the public is they're an entertainment sport. Well, if you're going to try and entertain the masses who probably in Chicago had to put, purchase three other tickets to be able to get the nuggets in that package, you throw him out like that. I'm sorry, it can't happen. Look, if it's something egregious, then throw him out. But you know the worst one I've ever seen? You guys remember the Tim Duncan one with Joey Crawford in Dallas? It wasn't quite on that level last night, but I was like, come on, man. You just have to understand time scoring situation and make the right decision here. And understand the show's not about you. The refs, yeah. you get in your feelings. I get it, but... You know, he's the best player on the planet. Yep. He's playing in Chicago. They want to see him. They bought tickets to see him. With a minute 20 to go, big guy, he gets tossed. Now, here's the the unforeseen lesson. When you're betting props, you're going to take some losses that make no sense. I was over nine and a half assists on Jokic yesterday. He got tossed with a minute 20 to play in the second quarter. He had six assists. The assumption is he's going to get to 10, right? So that's a loss. And then I'll steal one from you, Dustin. You're looking to pick up the pieces with injuries. So, again, look for competitive games because that equals opportunities when betting individual player props. The second one, the big guy's always on, and that's picking up the pieces. Last night, Nurkic, you could go over his rebounds. He ends up with 13 against the Warriors. Uh, after and before the punch, he was grabbing boards. And the reason, Dustin, is because late – uh, Kevin Durant was ruled out. Those rebounds that went to Durant, many of them, as they did, go to Nurkic. So just a few ideas. Sorry to be so long-winded with it. We're going to get to Amal's take on Draymond Green. But Dustin, props are something you've been attacking a lot lately. Oftentimes, you're going to lose them for unforeseen circumstances like the Jokic one. But the other one that last night that I lost, I looked for a competitive game, and it was Kings Clippers. Sabonis, 12 and a half on the rebounds. He ends up with 10. 
Why did he end up with 10 rebounds? Because the Kings were down 30 going into the fourth, and he didn't play for the fourth quarter. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, even yeah. a game, I think that game went off as a pick em or, th- you know, anywhere between a pick em and three. And all of a sudden, Sabonis doesn't play for the whole entire fourth quarter. You can't, it's, a, it's a high variance market. That's so, all I'm saying. So first off on that point there, it's uh, when you bet props, understand that there is more working against you than for you in every single situation. That's why, like, sometimes I get a little out of control with them because I think I have quote-unquote advantages. In the end, there is always more working against you and that player going over that number. Injuries, fouls, the game yep. flow, the matchups. There's just so uh, – what, what the upcoming schedule. Like, I would be very careful with – props on the Sixers because they have a back. They face uh, Detroit two games in a row, today and Friday. They go to Charlotte and then they have the Bulls. That's four very easy games for the Sixers. So I'd be careful about individual player props at times, even though Maxi is a guy I would love to target because the Pistons are the worst at defending point guards this year. They allow over 1.1 more points per game than the second team versus point guards. So that's one note. Two, it was Serbian Heritage tonight, uh, Heritage Night in Chicago. Oh, was it? It was Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago. Not only did they come out to to see Jokic, it was the one night a year where they're celebrating this mass population of Serbians there. Uh, your Jokic bet was a fantastic bet, too, by the way, because Jamal Murray was out of the lineup. With Murray out of the lineup, Jokic His facilitates even up. more. Yep. They run everything through him. So it was a great bet, but ultimately the lesson back to what I started with, there's always more working against you with these props. So you I think that's a great careful. point. I really do it. And Amal, when we return, I want to get into your Draymond point. But fellas, just like another very basic handicapping angle is looking for situations. Look what happens tonight in Phoenix. The Nets are at the Suns. The Suns, that was an emotional game. Bradley Beal was back. Booker, obviously, they win 119-116. It was against the Warriors, which always matters. It was on TNT. The players know it. Now here comes the Nets, right, Amal? They're rested. So it's a tricky spot for the Suns is all I'm saying. No question about a tough game last night. Patrick, the reason why I was laughing when you mentioned the Sacramento game, I took the Kings in the first half plus 18 and a half. And they were down 33 in the third quarter. So I never looked at the score ever again. And I was like, I can't believe they actually lost by 20. I almost felt like I had a win, right? Like they were getting absolutely just blown out at crypto. And they actually outscored them by nine in the fourth quarter. But you guys brought up a great point, which is why I probably wouldn't touch any props in that 76ers-Pistons game tonight. Would any of us be surprised if we see Philly up by 20 at the break? And the next thing you know, mid-third quarter, once everybody's hit their double-double numbers in terms of streaks of points scored, you see Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Harris all on the bench and nobody playing. I mean, by the way, here's the best stat of the season. The Pistons have won two games. The Spurs have won three games. And the Wizards have won three games. The Pistons and the Spurs have actually been over 500 this year. <laughs> yeah, because they were two and one to start. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Holy crap. Now, think about this. The 76ers on Monday beat the Washington Wizards by 45. Last week, the Wizards beat the Pistons by like 16. Tonight could get ugly. We're coming back with Amal's take on Draymond Green. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we had our managing editor, Adam Burke, yesterday talking about the bull guide, kind of a skeleton, a a tremendous way and primer to set you up for betting the bull season, which is coming up in three days. Make sure you check out our bull betting guide, which is absolutely free this year. VEASAN.com slash bull guide, strategies for betting bulls, how to use VEASAN's betting tools, expert picks, and more. And then we're going to have individual write-ups for every bull game, who's in, who's out. But the bull guide will kind of give you an idea. It's a good template vcin.com slash bull guide for more information. And just a reminder, we've got our boy Bill AD and Burke's segment is linked to today's VEASAN daily, where you can also hear the big guy's plans when he wins $9 million with his life. Uh, you can go to vcin.com, enter your email address and start with your betting menu every single day. We call it VEASAN daily as prescribed by Bill A.D. Okay, Amal Shaw, I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. Uh, We did a lot on props. Now, Amal, I got some great notes from Dustin. Let's go ahead and get into Draymond Green. Let's back up to get to where we are now. You and I both loved him in East Lansing. What's interesting about Draymond Green as a Michigan State product and under Izzo, he was super respectful. He was the best leader possible in college, and he hit threes. Now, I know it's a different three-point shot in the college game, but also, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he his first couple of years in the pros hit threes in the NBA as well? That's all gone downhill. What's continued to remain consistent them all, and I'm going to let you run, but also become very apparent when he's not in the lineup, is he is a tremendous defensive player, help defender, one-on-one defender. Draymond does a lot. Well, you're absolutely right. He's been an NBA Defensive Player of the Year. He's a future Hall of Famer. But the problem is now, last night was his 19th game in his career that he's been ejected. The only player I know that's been ejected in more games was Rasheed Wallace at 29. And Rasheed Wallace, he just walks on the floor and they give him a technical foul because he just looked over in the area code of the referee, not even directly makes eye contact. So Draymond's gotten a lot of the benefit of the doubt because he's played on such a championship-caliber team and with two Hall of Fame players and two Hall of Fame people in Clay Thompson and, of course, the great Steph Curry. But when you start to break down his career and what's transpired, let's start with this season first. He has been ejected three times and suspended for five games. The Golden State Warriors in those eight games as a collective are just two and six, Patrick. Last night, another impact with him not being in the lineup affected this team. The wins so far this year with Draymond out of the lineup have come against the Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. So without Draymond, this is a completely different team, which you just alluded to. The impact that he has defensively, his ability to facilitate, it changes so many different things. He sets a tone and a tenor that is lacking without him on the floor. We already know the struggles that the Golden State Warriors have had with Klay Thompson, his inability to shoot the ball consistently. And then you look at this decision by the NBA to only give him a five-game suspension. Patrick, I think that's why we saw the actions last night against Yusef Nurkic. For people that didn't see the play, He's in the left wing. Nurkic is kind of grabbing his jersey. Draymond spins around. 
basically 180 degrees and just throws an absolute haymaker at him. And the reason why it can't be considered inadvertent because it was obvious, but more importantly, Nurkic is seven feet tall, 290 pounds. To knock down a person of that size takes some serious blunt force to the head, and that's exactly what he hit him with. He's fortunate to do any kind of damage to him. I mean, when you hit someone anywhere above the neck area, there's a potential for some severe or serious injury. And the mistake that I think the league made, because Joe Dumars was the one who initiated the suspension from the players' union, I'm sorry, from the, the league office, uh, Joe Dumars has ties with Draymond Green. Remember, Draymond grew up in Saginaw, Michigan, big Pistons fan. This was one where I think if it was any other player, Patrick, I think they would have gotten a 7, 8, 9, 10-game suspension. And Draymond has had a history of this. I'm going to quickly take you through some of his suspensions. 2016, he gets suspended in one of the most important situations ever in NBA history. Game four of the NBA Finals as he picks up his fourth uh, flagrant foul point, hitting LeBron James in the groin. One game in 2019, one game in 23, another game in 23, and then this year gets five games for choking Rudy Gobert. That should have warranted a 10-game suspension. And then when you see the actions that have taken place last night in Phoenix, to me, this should warrant a 25 to 30 game suspension. I know many people will say that's a harsh number. Well, John Morant flashed a gun on an Instagram live post and he got 25 games. Now, the last time I checked in the state of Tennessee, if you are a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to own a gun. I'm not justifying Jaw's actions. However, he's not going out and committing felonious assault on people like Draymond Green did. The players cannot retaliate because then they put themselves at the risk of getting a suspension. And you're talking about guys that are making millions of dollars. So for every game you're suspended, you're looking at potentially $100,000, dollars $300,000. How much is it worth to you to punch Draymond Green back? Is it worth a million dollars? I don't think so. You can get some bloke off the street to take out Draymond for less money than that. To me, the NBA has to send a message. This is not going to be tolerated any longer. I'd like to see him out till the All-Star break. You just can't have one guy going around and just going rogue whenever he wants. And then the worst part is Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, and nobody else from the Warriors organization has come out and spoke out against him. There almost seems to be a fear factor. I didn't even mention the Jordan Poole incident from last year. This team needs to put a stop to this, and the NBA and Adam Silver have an opportunity to send a great message. That's a great point. So it's Dumars that levies the punishment. I didn't realize that. And have they already have they already doled out the punishment for what happened last night? They have Is not. That... Silver's involved in this one. Okay. What do you think he's going to get? I think he's going to get double digits, but it better not be less than twelve games. Now you have you mentioned the record without Draymond since 2022 on the road two and eight. You also mentioned. The scoring's up, obviously, with Draymond in the game, scoring down. They allow a little more than two points per game without him this season over their season average. So as far as applying as the better takes to the Warriors with Draymond out for an extended amount of time, the adjustment you'd make on the side and total would be, what, close to two, the impact of Draymond? Yeah, I think straight up two points because he, he's one guy that impacts you on both ends of the floor. There's no player on the Warriors that is impactful on both ends of the floor more than Draymond Green. We know Steph's efficiency on the offensive side, but defensively, they don't have anybody like Draymond. Totally agree. And you could see, I mean, just that was the difference last night. Totally the difference. And I agree with them all, Dustin. It, this is starting to get creepy and weird. Like we've now, and again, this is his third ejection this year. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, he doesn't have anybody to check him. Like Steph Curry, he's, he's not a security guard. He's a point guard. <laughs> I just came up with that on the fly. Thank you very much. Uh, Steve Kerr is like, dude, you know how he is. I know people get frustrated with his political takes, but he's more of a docile guy that just wants to ball. Like the, there's, he, Draymond knows he's getting away with this because nobody's there to check him, and it uh, it's obvious that something else is going on in the dude's life. Yeah, if, you know what it feels like? It feels like Draymond's allowed to be honest with everyone else, but no one else is allowed to be honest with Draymond. That's the vibe I get. He's allowed to tell you allowed to tell you how he feels about what you're doing, but you can never tell him how you're feeling, mainly because you might get punched in the jaw like Jordan Poole. Uh, yeah, it's a weird situation. You'd think because they've been together so long, they've been through so many ups and downs, they've won all these titles, like this core has stayed intact, that there should be an ability there for Clay and Steph and Kerr, to your point, to pull them aside and be like, dude, we need you. Like, you, you're a unique player. And I think sometimes we get, we get away from, like, what he really was when they were good. 
He, they ran the offense through him. He facilitated things. He is an elite defender who can defend one through five. Like, he is a very unique, special player. The offense has kind of fallen off, as you guys alluded to, you know, in recent years. He's not quite the same shooter he used to be. He's having a better three-point shooting year so far this season. But the last few years have been awful under 30%. So I just think if you guys have this quote-unquote bond that you supposedly have, in that locker room and you've been together this long, you, you got to be able to tell them like, guy, guy, we only have what? One, two more runs with this core before we have to break it up at some point. Everyone's getting older. Let's hear from Draymond because sometimes you need to hear if someone sounds crazy. You tell me if he sounds crazy when he talks about what he did last night to Nurkic. I was pulling my hip and I was swinging away to sell the car, made contact with him. Um, as you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall or to sell a call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him. And so, like I said, I apologize to you, Seth. Um, because I didn't intend to hit him. I'm sorry you ran into my fist. <laughs> That's what he said. Remember exactly. we said yesterday, I don't mean to offend you, but you're about to be offended. He basically just said, I'm sorry if you're offended that you ran into my fist. Well, the excuses are tiring. I mean, look, when you look at the replay, that's one good thing the NBA goes to the review because you couldn't tell in the live play what transpired. And then when you see it, I mean, the only thing missing was a closed fist. To hit the guy that high up in the head, it's just ridiculous. At some point in time, this is the problem. You know what it is? I don't think there's an issue with Draymond Green. He's a smart guy. I just think he knows he can get away with it. The NBA has never sent a clear-cut message, and this is the opportunity. 25-30 games should be right on well, in line. Let's not forget, he won Cleveland in NBA championship because he got suspended. Absolutely. You're right about Rashid would literally look at an official and get teed up. And then they put him on the tee so he didn't – hey, watch out. Don't get another tee. You'll get ejected. Draymond gets treated with kid gloves. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Total Wine, Spirits, Beer, and more. Lowest prices for over 30 years. Find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 years or older. Okay, got you back here on Sharp Money. We're just finishing up our NBA conversation. Good stuff from Amal on Draymond Green. We were carrying on the conversation during the break as we welcome you back. Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live from... The D there, downtown Las Vegas. We're going to have our buddy Mike Palm, Evan Washburn, and more stopping by. The Draymond Green hits close to home for you, big guy, because I didn't realize during the break you just let us know you like those rambunctious good rebounders because you were a big Dennis Rodman guy, and now it appears you're a big Draymond Green guy, so you're saddened I'm, by his antics? I, I just think it overshadows how brilliant of a player he is. Actually, you when you and I first met, uh -oh. and you didn't even like me yet, and I wasn't a huge fan of yours, <laughs> but I respected you. But I wasn't a Thank huge you. fan either. Uh, yeah, I didn't the respect one, you either. The one thing we bonded over, I think, early on, was that we felt that during the early Warriors runs, that Draymond was the, was the key to the whole thing. Because Absolutely. he did all the dirty work that let Clay and Steph just worry about knocking down threes. He was in there getting boards. He was kicking it out. He was facilitating for them. His unselfishness, his ability to guard any other team's best player and find a way to shut them down. I just think he's a brilliant basketball savant. And because he does all this stupid stuff, it overshadows how great he is. I, I would agree with everything Dustin said there. And I like the Dennis Rodman comparison. I was a huge Rodman fan, particularly when he was with the Pistons. He could guard anybody on the floor. And in Chicago, when they won the th second three-peat, he was a guy that didn't care about scoring, right? He'd get the offensive, defensive rebound, take on whatever the biggest defensive assignment against the bigger guys was. And that's what Draymond was. You know, he was kind of the guy that's going to do all the things. He was a jack-of-all-trades. But, you know, Patrick, I brought up the ejections about Rasheed Wallace and Draymond Green earlier. And the reason why I brought it up is, and you know Sheed well, when he was at his best, 
He was as good as almost any power forward in the game, and he was playing at the apex of power forwards in the NBA. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, Chris Webber. I mean, these were all dudes he was competing against every night. And to me, he should be a Hall of Famer if you're going to put Draymond in the Hall. Draymond's going to get in yes. because he played for the Warriors. But can anybody sit there and say Draymond Green was actually a better player than Rasheed Wallace? I don't think that's the case. No, no, no. Very similar as well because you could run the offense through Rasheed. Great ball handler, great passer. Rasheed was, Rasheed was tricky. I grew up with two guys, Bill Lambeer one and Rasheed Wallace two, where if they weren't on your team, you hated those <laughs> yeah. two players. Like Rasheed, Rasheed was ornery borderline just a mean person on the court and I think it was he did that to motivate himself Bill Lambeer was a little bit more aloof and just kind of a slobber knocker just to use a word like Bill Lambeer was just like okay hit me in the head I'll hit you in the head and it's all good I'll go have a beer Rashid was cunning Rashid like played games with the opponents played games with the officials so the officials used to tee Rashid up at the beginning of a game just to let him know he's now on like probation because if you get a second tee you get booted Rashid was a very complicated player but he is absolutely a hall of famer I, I think you summarized Lambeer beer very well right like you punch me I punch you back it's all good and go from there and I, I think to D uh, Dustin's point about Draymond Green it's very well made Draymond's really a great player say whatever you want about him I I could tell you right now there are a few detractors more on Draymond Green than me I love them at Michigan State there's no player I hate more in the NBA than him he's a guy that once he became famous and had money you talk about a change of disposition nobody's changed more based on that than Draymond Green uh, but to me He's taking away from his own greatness, and I think the one thing that got summarized that always gets overlooked in the LeBron 3-1 to one come from behind victory against the Warriors, Draymond Green cost him that title. Yes. Steph should be sitting on five rings. So should Clay, yeah, so should suspension. Draymond Green. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's actually a credit to Clay, Kerr, and Steph how just good of humans they are because like you just said they're, they're adding them up they're like well cost benefit analysis he's also won us some championships eh. I mean yes of course he has he we talked about him being a catalyst but he absolutely lost him that championship not only that let's not forget Kevin Durant single-handedly left Golden State because of Draymond Green yeah that was they, the biggest they, catalyst yeah. for him leaving they got into a yep. fight on the floor you have one of the greatest offensive threats in the history of basketball, a 6'10", 6'11", assassin as soon as he crosses half court, and you force him to leave. He was so great that when he showed up, he wins two finals MVPs. Big guy, one thing I will say, you mentioned the Warriors uh, this year and next year as far as a window. Let's go back to Clay. He was horrible last oh. night. I, I think the window, just because there's not a ton of size either, I think the window is closed, and I love the Warriors just because I love Steph. Uh, but it is – it's brutal right now. I, well, I mean, essentially, they did it last night. They No Grayson Allen, so it was Booker, Nurkic, and Beal on a minute restriction that beat the Warriors. No Durant. Like, that was a game you had to have, and I understand Draymond went out, but you still should beat that lineup without – um, Draymond Green. Well, it's over for Clay. Like, that's not Clay Thompson anymore. And really, he, I mean, he's had so many big injuries that, I mean, at some point it was going to happen. It's the last year of his deal. I imagine, like, even he, if he comes back, it's going to be at a huge discount. He makes like 40 something million this year. So, I think when it comes to the window, as long as Steph's there, they have a window. But I think they're going to allocate that money that they're spending on Clay, the money that they're spending on Chris Paul, because I don't think he's going to come back next year either. I don't know what his contract situation is. And they'll have a bit of a revised look to the Warriors around Steph. Uh, Clay Thompson, that's not the Clay Thompson that I remember watching. It's a totally different guy right now. By the way, guys, uh, this is just my own theory. Bob Myers, I think he resigned because, A, he knew the Warriors couldn't win a championship this year. And more importantly, I don't think Bob Myers wanted to go to ownership because I think ownership's going to end up re-signing yeah. Clay Thompson, which I think is a mistake. Bob Myers knows Clay Thompson is finished. And the reality of it is they're going to re-sign him, as Dustin alluded to, at a discounted price. But it's one of those, like, lifetime achievement award type of things. I'm sorry. It's time to move on from Clay Thompson. He is not the same player he once was. Nobody wants to acknowledge it in the Bay Area. He is a shell of himself. It's a lot of money, man. That's like three players Wait, right think, there. You guys think they're going to sign him beyond next year? No, no, I think they shouldn't. 
I don't, but I think yes, if, they do. If, no, he is toast. Like he never dribbled in the past. That wasn't an issue. He was just catch yeah. and shoot guy. The problem was he wasn't a good, he was an all time perimeter defender and now he can't move laterally. No, no, no. So you figure 43 million on him, 30 million on Chris Paul. All of a sudden, remember they they were in a, a really tough cap situation. All of a sudden things could open up for the Warriors to make some moves. I'm telling you right now, let's say, I don't know what type yeah. of number he'll get. Let's say he was to command 15 million somewhere Let else. Walk. But no, 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 I get that. And the Warriors may come in at 10 million or something. You're not going to pay him what he's yeah. what he thinks he's worth. You know, he was talking about he wants to get a contract. There's no way he's shooting below 40% right now, worst of his career. He's got the lowest three-point percentage of his career. To me, if you're the Warriors, you have to make the proper business decision for the organization going forward. And remember one thing, guys, that was a privately funded arena at Chase Center. Ownership's got to sell a lot of tickets on this team. You can't be making bad business decisions bringing guys like Clay Thompson back because right now he is not helping your ball club win. He is not a good enough player. Steve Kerr has benched him in the fourth quarter. This is going to be a situation that continues to show itself as we move forward. Yeah, you can't. It's business. You can't pay on sediment, and that would be pain. Clay is... No, I, I, Clay is but, fun. He's been an interesting player. He's a great player. He's put up 30-plus in a quarter in his career. He's amazing. Go ahead. But be very clear that at 35 years old, Steph Curry is very much not done. Like he's Steph Curry is still in his prime. You, you need to <laughs> squeeze whatever pulp is left out of whatever he's doing out there because he uh, is still insane. freaking fantastic. But, you know what? I give all the guys on that team a ton of credit. You mentioned Curry, Thompson and Curry, and you're absolutely right. Great human beings they are. They put up with some of the stuff with Draymond and just the way they've conducted themselves throughout their career. But I also give Thompson a ton of credit because he is really one of the great shooters in the history of the NBA. But he has never, ever sat there and succumbed to the fact that he is with the greatest shooter in the history of the sport. He has allowed Steph to be Steph. He's never complained about it. You know, he was left off that all-75 team, which he should have probably been on. But I, I think he's handled himself in just a first-class manner. But I think if you're the Warriors, you have to go to Clay and say, look, we're going to have to, if you want to come back, it's going to be on a major discount. Otherwise, you're going to have to And you're coming off the bench, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, a few other notes just before we're going to get to Evan Washburn and transition to the NFL here on Sharp Money in the next segment. Just a few other uh, NBA notes, boys. We've got a rematch of the semis in the in-season tournament, the Pacers at the Bucks. Uh, we had a 259 on the board as far as the total. So it is now 258.5. It's dipped a half a point just to give you an idea. So that's crazy. Two, Memphis is at Houston tonight. I bring that up because while Ja was in court Yesterday, remember he hit that kid last year. He's in court for it. Ja is going to return or is positioned to return on December 19th. So six days from now, just to get your handicapping prepared. The Grizzlies obviously are about to become a much different team as they're at Houston and Houston's laying seven and a half. And then I mentioned just as the biggest spot or situation that jumped out to me tonight, the Suns are up to four and a half with Brooklyn in town the four and a half it must mean kd is going to play tonight because it was uh, yeah all three or two they're all three going to play yep. tonight so yep we've seen that number jump up so the situation takes a little bit of a change with kd coming back rested evan washburn cbs next parents ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids join stories for kids by lingo kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, download the app and new customers when you use the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly, NBA action, plus the no sweat, same game parlay every day for all betters. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. We're going to welcome in Evan Washburn to the show, CBS Sports NFL, of course, a very talented crew with Ian Eagle and Charles Davis, or as Amal and Dustin said, the nicest crew in sports. We say hi to Evan, at Evan Washburn on Twitter. It's true. It is true. Hey, I want to give you credit here. The post game with Joe Flacco. I've never seen anybody get any emotion out of Joe Flacco. I'm sure you've heard of a lot of uh, a good good notes on that. G- give us a little taste. You were there for Jags at the Browns. Uh, Flacco's going to be the starter moving forward for the Browns, and he actually gave you something. He's generally pretty <laughs> stoic. Yeah, well, uh, look, I appreciate the kind words about the crew, first of all. And uh, full transparency here, I go back with Joe. I mean, he was in Baltimore for 11 years. I live in Baltimore. I started in local TV covering the Ravens. We actually were at Delaware at the same time. We didn't hang out socially, but we have that ah. connection. So I've seen Joe's NFL journey, and that's what made Sunday so cool and really this story so uh, fun to, to watch moving forward is I've never seen him that joyful in game, uh, not just post game, but in game and, and sort of appreciating the moment. And that was the thing he said to, to me and to us in the, the days leading up to that game and obviously post game on the air. And it's funny. I mean, the guys won a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl MVP. And he enjoyed himself in Baltimore in his first 15 years in the league. But it's clear he's really soaking in these final, uh, however long it's going to go here, last few opportunities. And he should. Evan, to kind of follow up on that point, Stefanski similar in age to him. This Browns team, despite their injury, seems to have a closeness, I've been told, that just maybe doesn't exist among some of the previous Browns teams. Is that something you were able to notice when you were there in Cleveland last week? You're 100% right. I think last year and in the last few years, and even before Stefanski was there, they've had talent. That hasn't been the issue. They've just been fractured at times, disconnected, and I think Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry and that staff really made it a priority to build a bond before the season. And that's why they went away to the Greenbrier. Remember, they had the extra week because of the Hall of Fame game. They did a week out in L.A. Now they lost both games, but they've really made it a priority to create that culture and that bond. And the proof is in the fact that they've been able to sustain the season despite just being ravaged, not just the Sean situation, but, I mean, you go through it. Brant Delpit's now out for the season with the groin injury. Both sides of the ball hit so hard, and they're right in the thick of it. And it has me thinking Kevin Stansky deserves some real consideration for Coach of the Year. 
Totally agree. Evan Washburn, CBS Sports. They've got the 49ers Cardinals called this weekend. Looking forward to it. Jags Browns this past week. Week 13, Evan, you had the Broncos and Texans. I'd love a takeaway from both. You know, Sean Payton, early losses, but professional coach, that team starting to build, and also a young Texans team. What'd you take away from the Broncos and Texans? Let's start with, with Denver. I, I think that Sean, it took a while, at least in the season, for his impact to be felt. But you can feel it, not just with the players, but the support staff, that entire organization. They've been all about business this year and, and turning this thing around. They're saying less and doing more, and they're allowing their actions to pay dividends, maybe not this year, but over the course of the next few seasons. The major question is obviously – surrounding Russell Wilson, and I would say, talking to Russ, but probably more importantly talking to Sean, that, that they have a connection and a relationship that's growing and one that I think can be sustainable for a couple seasons here as they work through that massive contract that, that sits there with Russell Wilson. And whether he's going to end up being going back to, to what he was at the peak of his career, that, that feels a little far-fetched, but I think he's playing at a level that is good enough for this team to win games, and, and as Sean and, and that group continue to build around him and, and the mold that they see, I think that the Broncos are heading in the right direction. Conversely, I, the Houston Texans, to me, are arguably the most entertaining team outside of San Francisco uh, in the league. At least they play entertaining games. I mean, they seem to come down to the wire, and C.J. Stroud, which is a bummer to see him get um, banged up last week with the concussion, but, man, he just delivers. And, and I think they're, they're in such a good place moving forward. I, I felt like it might be this year, but maybe the, the injuries uh, might be a bit too much here down the stretch. But th there's no better player uh, in you know year one or year two moving forward to, to bet on than C.J. Stroud. Evan, take us through a little bit about I've seen some interviews you've had with him. You seem to have a pretty good rapport with him. Tell us just a little bit about his personality and what's allowed him to step in and be so effective as a rookie. And then D'Amico Ryans as well. I don't hear a ton about him, but his leadership seems to have had a profound impact on this team quickly. It's that great example, we'll start with D'Amico, of ex-player that went into coaching, fell in love with the coaching and the leadership side, but hasn't lost that player dynamic and, and he's able to connect with guys he's you know he's still on the younger side he looks great he could, looks like he could still play and I think he brings that to the practice field to the meeting room that energy and he has a ton of credibility because of that especially in Houston but he also has the taskmaster in him and the schematic backing of a guy who built a defense in San Francisco or was part of a culture defensively there in San Francisco that's been so effective the last few years. And on the flip side, C.J. Stroud, is, there's, there's the physical gifts and the ability that he has at quarterback, but I, I've been more struck by a guy who just seems so poised and wise beyond his years, but it's always that key aspect of authenticity. It's genuine. He didn't watch Tom Brady on YouTube and watch his press conferences and now copies them. It's him being himself through the prism of what you need to do to be a franchise quarterback and have guys rally around you. When he's talking to the media, when he's talking to us, he's doing it in a way that he's the leader. But when he's in the locker room, he's one of the guys. And you can see that and hear that from his teammates. I mean, they, they describe him as one of the funniest guys in the locker room. He's buddies with everybody. And that, that aspect of the quarterback position is, is grossly underrated. You have to be able – to be the, the, the alpha, the leader at times, but you also have to be one of the guys a lot of the times so that they feel comfortable around you. Evan Washburn, CBS Sports, on his way out to San Francisco this weekend with the crew. But you live in Baltimore. I want to ask you specifically, it's a team in the Ravens that are poised to get that one seed in the AFC. But tell me what you think the impact of not having Andrews the rest of the year means for Lamar. It's just a, it's a, a security blanket, a layer that, that they really have leaned on, obviously, in previous years. And while the numbers up until the injury weren't to that level, which I think is a positive, he, he was able to, with the added pieces around him and the system that Todd Munkin's running, not just constantly lean on Mark at all times, but in the most critical moments, and that's what we're embarking on right now as we head into December, 
in these final four games in the playoffs, those critical moments, everything shrinks. And then that's where you find yourself as a quarterback going to the people that you count on most and trust most. And Mark Andrews, no doubt, was that for Lamar and, and will be that again. So that aspect is concerning uh, in, in those big-time spots. But I think situations like last week against L.A. and whatever they experience here in the final four games will be really helpful in kind of creating a new comfort in those moments knowing you're not going to have Mark uh, this season. Evan, when you're doing your job on the sideline, the game's 10-10, do you just take whichever coach you're just going to go to one sideline that you're on? Or is it predetermined which coach you'll speak to first? And if the game's 21-0, are you always taking the leading side before they go into halftime and then catch the other coach on the way out because he's probably calmer at that point? <laughs> I love this. This is like uh, inside baseball, nuts and bolts. <laughs> um, the way it often works is home team coach has the preference. So a lot of guys like talk going in first. And so it's, it's I'll talk to the home whoever that home coach is and his preference is say it's going in. And then hopefully the away coach is amenable to coming out. If he's normally a going in kind of guy. And sometimes if they're both locked into one uh, version, then you have to make your decision based off of game situation, those sort of things. Okay. Wonderful. Well, travel safely again, Evan Washburn, CBS sports with the 49ers and Cardinals coming up this weekend. Thank you, Evan at Evan Washburn on Twitter. Appreciate you. You got it guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much as we transition. Yeah, they do a good job. We used to interview, um, uh, I'm trying to think now. Who's the color commentator with Charles, Charles Davis. Oh, Davis. He he might be. He's co in competition for Eagles. And <laughs> Evan is like yes. the, literally the nicest guy ever. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Every time, if I hear Ian Eagle's voice, this is an ultimate compliment. We're so used to other screens or our computers. I'll turn the volume up and actually have that on with Ian Eagle. He's that good. Okay. We continue. Mike Palm is next. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.